0: Hey everybody, this is John Semper Jr. I was the producer and head writer of Spider-Man the Animated Series and you are listening to the amazing Spider-Talk.
1: Too many who know the angles, uncover and untangle All the questions and the webs left out to tangle Be in 1962, or last Wednesday's afternoon They'll bend your ears with reckless self-abandon The Amazing spider of The Amazing spider
0: talk.
1: Hello and welcome to The Amazing Spider Talk. My name is Dan Gavazdan and I'm the founder and editor of SuperiorSpiderTalk.com.
0: And I'm Mark Chinocchio, founder of the Chasing Amazing blog and currently an editor at Superior Spider Talk.
1: Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this special final, I guess, essentials episode of Amazing Spider Talk. I know you might have think you're been thinking, we did a final one just the other week. Now this is it. This is the final one. Uh, there we is hope, no more <laughs> yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and that it provides an intelligent conversation between two fans and collectors as we look at the spider-man comic universe in a bit of a bigger picture
0: yes dan and for this episode we'll be wrapping up that essential series by discussing what we learned what we felt and cried about while doing this series
1: that all sounds good i gotta clear up my tear ducts
0: Oh my goodness. I, I didn't realize that there was gonna be tears today, Dan. I'm I'm a little little nervous now.
1: I'm forecasting it, Mark.
0: All right, all right. Well then why don't we just get right to it?
1: A hundred percent chance of tears. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Dan. Essentials. We did 30 of them. Why are we going to do another episode? Well, you know, kind of as what we talked about at the end of our last episode, I thought it was important to kind of recap for everyone what exactly we were hoping to do by this. We were also, I think, towards the end getting some calls and emails about well what about what about this story? How how could you do essentials and never talk about Craven's Last Hunt or or the Master Plan or, so just to kind of refresh what we were doing here, you know, these these thirty stories that we went through, we, we were looking at what other Spider Man stories we thought were essential in addition to five the five that we thought were kind of indisputable, um which would be Amazing Fantasy Fifteen the Master Planner trilogy, the death of Gwen and death of the Green Goblin story, Craven's Last Hunt, and then the coming home story from uh, J. Michael Straczynski and John Ramita Jr., um, which, not for nothing, I think right before we started Essentials, we more or less broke that story down issue by issue. So, in addition to it probably being a no brainer, we talked about it. More than I think we've done any other story. Yeah. So,
1: uh, so <laughs> I think round. it's very clear that we love that story.
0: Yeah. When we're talking about essentials here, Dan, I mean, what, what was your what was your definition of essential?
1: My definition of essential, I think, has changed as we've gone through this thing. But I think the ideal thing for me was we get this question all the time. I'm new to Spider Man. Where do I start? What do I read? And we wanted to provide a list that we thought you know, weren't just the best stories of Spider-Man. These were stories that fully covered all the different aspects of the character uh, in the best way possible. And I I can't speak for you, Mark, but I think one of the things I realized doing this is there's no real way to do that. The character is so multifaceted, you're always going to come up short no matter what your list is.
0: Yeah, I mean, heck, heck, even if you look at a story like Craven's Last Hunt, which I think made made our untouchable list for the most part because that story is considered by a lot of people to be like the best or among the very best Spider-Man stories, but from like when you look at it, kind of how we look at some of these other essentials, I mean, it's a it's an out there, very different story. I mean, it wasn't even a Spider-Man story to begin with. I mean, before it was given to Spider-Man, J.M. Uh, J. DeMatteis wanted it to be a Wonder Man story, and then he wanted it to be a Batman story. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's it, it, it does kind of throw some question on what, what exactly do you mean by essential? Like like you said, like you, you could say, oh, it, it, it gives you a full understanding of the characters in this universe and the themes. But, you know, there's been so many different kinds of Sp- Spider-Man stories over the years that there really is no through line. I think that's a fair conclusion. It sounds like we both came to.
1: Yeah, and while I've enjoyed mocking you right out of the bat, <laughs> okay. going with Marvel 2-in-1... <laughs> Uh, annual number two, uh, I, I'm so glad that we went through this process. So like, I would never have picked that book up. Uh, Like, I don't even know how it would have gotten on my radar. I don't even know how you know about it. Uh, like, you know, much less as a major Spider-Man comic. And I had a blast with that story. I I will admit no matter how much I mock you about it. Uh, and and that was the fun part of this journey.
0: Let's just say for those of you who have sat through the multiple, stingers of um guardians of the galaxy volume two i know of that story because i like a character let's say we call him adam and that that two in one story was actually in a collection of War- adam warlock stories and that's when i was like whoa i didn't know spider-man fought thanos with the avengers that's awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the average spider-man story exactly but that's kind of the point Is there isn't really much of an average Spider-Man story, you know, just to go from like, I guess, big picture of things I've taken away from doing this. I think while doing this, I read the entire run of Daredevil, uh, which just goes to show you how long we've been doing this series, um, and how weird it is that it's kind of come to a close now, um... You know, when you read Daredevil, like, from Frank Miller on, it's just one amazing run after the next. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, here's a great run and here's a great run, but I don't think I could tell you, like, isolated stories from Daredevil. You know, like, it's just like, it's a great run and here's a great moment and it's some of the best comics I've ever read. Spider-Man is not like that. I don't think there are, like, almost any runs in Spider-Man where you're like, this is a great run. You know, like, each run has its own, maybe Ultimate Spider-Man, but, like, each run has its own isolated stories you pull from, which makes it great for a a list like this. Um, I don't think you could do this with Daredevil.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean... Probably the only thing you can maybe say that for with Spider Man was like the first thirty eight with Ditko. Yeah, you know, like that kind of blends together. I mean, yeah, I know we pull out Master Planner, but even that kind of like Master Planner is almost like the end cap to to everything that Dicko put forward there. You know what I mean? And then there's like five ep- five issues after it where like what do you like does like the Looter or something? I mean, whatever. Yeah.
1: But I mean that that makes that makes Spider-Man a a character that's challenging for people to kind of connect to. I I mean, even though he's very well beloved, is that like his comic is a bit of a mismatch? You know, like you almost never know what you're going to get, and and that might be the joy and the difficulty of the character.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that um, you know when we we I mean we obviously revealed our lists to each other pretty early on. And, you know, I think we both kind of like <laughs> I, I remember having a conversation with you where I was like looking at some of your choices and I was like, wow, these are some real like outside the box picks. And and you were like, well, you know, I was like trying not to go for the obvious ones. And then it was like and I kind of like thought to myself, oh, well, I went for the obvious ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so and like like in retrospect, I I, I think I probably would have had you know yeah you you poke fun at me about the Marvel two and one and one with Thanos but that was probably one of the most out there choices that I made and that was a lot of fun to do yeah I thought yeah. to make that case and and you know there there was just I, I like in retrospect I wish I had a little more fun with it like there were other 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 choices I could have done I think you know where I wasn't trying to fit a whole well we need the the standard you know, Spider-Man Goblin story and we need the standard Spider-Man Venom story. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. it, it could have been, a, I could have had more fun with it, but you know, I dug in and that was that.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Cause I feel the opposite because you know, week after week I would get up there trying to defend my bizarro pick, you know, that like I get pushed back on Twitter about or something like that, you know? But meanwhile, I'm like desiring to like be the champion for these great, you know, universally beloved books. And I felt like every week I would come up and it was just like, all right, time to kind of unroll Mark's eyes, Uh, (laughs) you know. uh, But that's because you chose first. And I think that was the kind of like benefit to going first and maybe also the downfall to going first is like, I couldn't choose those picks, uh, which maybe speaks to how many, like how limited there are like stories that are considered like, out and out classics in spider-man um like people just know them already um but it was fun to be challenged and thinking like okay like what are things that i consider core elements to spider-man and then what books best exemplify that and i don't know if i did a good job of that but it was fun to kind of really dig into the of the, uh, my mind a little bit um but i think I, I... yeah no, no, you go. No, I'm saying I think there were a lot of problems to how I went about doing that, and we can get to that in a minute. Uh, what were you gonna say?
0: Well, I was gonna say, I mean, now granted, I would probably classify this as one of the more obvious choices that you made, but you know, one of the one of the picks that you made that, not you know, when we had this conversation when we did this episode, like I have a very weird relationship with this book, but like after we did that, that the episode it made me realize not only is this book an essential but it might have even warranted a place in the top five that we set was uh, your pick of kid who collects spider-man i just was like like just in terms of the themes of the character and and the, and like the humanity of the character like i was like oh man like like how is this even a question like i mean like like this should be there and like it's you know not for nothing and and not to always be shilling my book Uh, 100 things Spider-Man fans should know and do before they die.
1: (laughs) You couldn't resist.
0: Uh, but no, but like after we we did that episode and that was like around the same time I started outlining, um, the chapters for the book. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, in terms of the, the to do chapters was, was stories that I felt people had to read. So of course, like most of those stories that I was picking from were like the stories that were in our, our top five untouchable list, but I made sure I added kid who collects too because your 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 argument for it was just so convincing for me that it kind of even you know changed my not i mean i love that story but i just have a very weird relationship with it and and i was just kind of like your your dissection of it and your your presentation of it made me say get over any lingering weirdness i might have had for that story
1: interesting that's really interesting um yeah you know i, I will go into my version of that um Uh, I mean, some of your picks were very, you know, things I've read a million times, but like books that I always loved, but hadn't really spent much time rereading were things like To Have and To Hold and the Spider-Man Human Torch story. And even No One Dies, which, you know, is still so new that I haven't really gone back to rereading a lot of those stories and rereading them for this, like really cemented them in my mind as books that like, I won't be forgetting. You know, like that—that I—that I just loved and was like, there is something really special about this. And um, you know, I don't know how many of those are going to make the final top ten choices, but uh, you know, or if even if I would vote for them for the top ten. But like, just revisiting them made me like love them all that much more. And I guess that was kind of the point of this thing: is to kind of uh, think about things in a fresh way. And and there's no doubt in my mind that all three of those our essential picks, you know, regardless of whatever list we end up, uh, assembling at the end.
0: Um, yeah. now, meanwhile, we probably, you know, not to talk about some sausage making here, but we should probably admit to some people when they ultimately see our list and have to vote on it. Um, there were ch- choices that we m- or didn't make, I should say, because of, I think logistical things with the show. Like we didn't want to. We basically did, did, just to be out with it. We didn't want to talk about books that we had already talked about at length on the show earlier in earlier episodes before we started doing essentials. So that locked out some pretty probably obvious choices for us. Um, like I know. Like what, what? Like what are you thinking of in that regard, Dan?
1: Uh, I can think of like the conversation. Uh, yeah, is not on here. Uh, revelations i think probably would have been both of our go-to clone saga type books to read yeah um and we we didn't discuss that on this list or consider it for this list
0: yeah asm annual one wasn't on the list and, and you know we talked about that at length during one of our episodes uh um,
1: dying wish is not on here
0: No, you're correct. Well, well, you kind of supplanted that with superior. That was your, your kind of, um, which at the end of the day, I think I might've even been the better choice. I'm, I'm, I was very happy you ended up picking superior because I feel like we needed something from that era. Um, and, um, Oh, hobgoblin, right? The hobgoblin origin. You, you originally, I think you were going to go with, and yeah, you know, I was like, oh wait, yeah. right, no, we talked about that too, Dan. And you're like, ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were a lot of things where I was like, I wanted to go with this one, ah, like um, ultimate, I mean, actually, ultimate thirteen.
0: Yeah, um, and I probably would have wanted to talk about um, owl octopus war. I know you're you're, I don't think you love that story the way I do, but like. You know, part of the reason why I picked um, for my Clone Saga rep, I picked that Web of Death story was I was like, well, I also want like a really good Doc Ock story um, that kind of shows the relationship there. And, you know, what I if, you know, if we hadn't already talked about Owl Octopus Wars years ago, I probably would have picked um, that to be like my Doc Ock story. And then, yeah, done like Revelations or something for Clone Saga. So, you know, that, you know that ended up kind of cornering me in two instances.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad I got to like shed some light onto the lost years, which I think is way underread. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like looking back on, I'm like, uh, it seems really disconnected from, uh, the kind of, uh, main clone saga story, you know, to really be our true representative of, the Clone Socket, because Peter's not even in it, you know? Right, uh, right. So, yeah, I may, maybe ASM 400 would have been a better pick for that, yeah. but we've also talked about that on the show. Um, yes. So we kind of lo- you know, hemmed ourselves in. I think if we had started The Essentials from the beginning, the first day that we started this show, it would have been a very different uh, list. Um,
0: yeah. Um, is there anything
1: that you learned about your own picks going through this that, like, uh, maybe from listeners of the show who told you something or reacted in a certain way that uh, you found interesting?
0: <sighs> nothing too mind-blowing. I mean, again, of the two of us, I feel like I had some of the safer picks. I mean, yeah. like, I don't think there was going to be a lot of pushback on, like, nothing could stop the juggernaut or... um or the Harry Osborne, um, you know, a Child Within saga, or um, did we? Yeah, we talked about the the Green Goblin unmasked arc, right? That was, I think, one of our essential picks. It's it's getting yeah. hard to remember what we picked, um, but um, no, I mean, like from a from a reader feedback standpoint, I mean, you know, the one the one that will will always get the most amount of pushback would would be the marvel two and one and and i and i hold i you know what like shade aside I hold firm on that I still feel like that's gonna be that's the template for the spider-man avenger story um so I'm sticking to it and you can't make me say otherwise so there blah.
1: there you go well for me um you know i did uh one of my choices was that uh that spectacular spider-man. 14 issue. I don't know if you remember that one. Yes. The Here yes. there be monsters. And yep. I got a lot of like a uh, mixed feedback about it. Some people who really liked that story, like I, I do. Um, but that story led to a great article on superior spider talk.com from, uh, Hamza Jaka, uh, who wrote about disabilities in Spider-Man comics. And it was very critical of that story and how it portrayed disabilities. And, you know, I can't speak to that myself and not being, you know, uh, you know, being an abled person, I guess, if that's the right term. Uh, like, I just never thought about it that way. And uh, so for me, it was a really eye-opening, you know, experience to, you know, see what a different reader would think about that. And so we have this great article up in the Spy Diversity uh, part of our site discussing his feelings. And uh, for me, that was worth it the whole way through to get this kind of new voice you know, to be a part of the show or part of the site in some way.
0: Excellent. Well, any other final thoughts on this whole shebang, Dan?
1: Uh, not really. I just, I feel like the one thing I struggled with by the end is that I feel like I maybe leaned a little too hard into stories that I thought were good and really great rather than stories that maybe were more exemplary of uh spider-man in general like i think a Mm -hmm. lot of my stories are weird one-off tales that i find really exciting and i don't know if that did a great service to our project and i think i you know i tried to make the case for them as much as i could but um i maybe i treated this you know having to choose not from the you know normal staples of comics that everybody knows about, I kind of went into, leaned into my weird a little bit and maybe a little too hard. Uh, if I'm being critical of myself.
0: Right. I mean, for me, honestly, I would say that I think with, if we're going to talk about essentials, we probably need to be more willing to talk about stuff that maybe we don't like. Yeah. Um,
1: like a maximum carnage or something.
0: Yeah. And like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like one more day, you know, like it's, you know, like that, that wasn't even like, I don't even think we humored the idea of talking about it for that series. And like, in retrospect, you're kind of like, I mean, it's in many ways, the most significant story that's happened in Spider-Man in the last 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how how is that not register, you know? And you're kind of like, you know, and part of me is like, because I don't want to put my hand in that hornet's nest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wrote one article where I, I gave a quote unquote half hearted defense of it and, and got like, you know, hate mailed across the Internet for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. What I mean, would... you, know, you know, so like that's what I'm saying, like, I mean, it's not even just I mean, you know, if we were to like maybe do this again i I would say, or do it over, so to speak i would I would probably have maybe thought more about what are books that maybe, yeah, I don't like them I may even dislike them, but I still think that they're critical to know about that are important, you know? Cuz like we're trying to come, we're coming at like, "Oh, this is like stuff these are essential to read. Like we want you to read these books. <laughs> we don't want you to get angry at comics." <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> but <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it was part of our stipulation that this new reader would end up enjoying Spider-Man by the end of right. this.
0: <laughs> we're trying to sell you on the character, not not sell you on someone else. Um so but, you know, but the same token, what is if we're going back to what is essential? I mean, we we you know maybe we just need to do a, a, a second series of the essential hate reads. No, just kidding. Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
1: listeners will be chopping at the bit to hear that. Oh, I'm sure.
0: My goodness, yes.
1: <laughs> oh, these guys love Spider Man. Let's tune in every week and hear them trash stories. There you go. Um So, okay, so I guess that brings us to the end of The Essentials. Um, The only thing to do now is to go and vote on what you think is worthy of an essential title. We're only going to choose 10 of these 30, um, so it's going to be a hard pick. Uh, And I think that probably means, Mark, that you're going to get a lot more of your picks chosen. Uh, Uh, We'll see. We will see how it works out. Um, so if you head on over to superiorspidertalk.com, you'll see a banner, and you'll probably see a page, if you're listening to this right away after this episode comes out, on the top of the page, it says, The Essentials Survey. Uh, click on that, and go onto that page, and all the details will be there for you to choose the 10 that you want to choose, and again, we say, like, give it a thought, you know? Don't just choose the things that your favorite's really think about what like, would make a great list for someone who wants to get a quick roundup of, the, of what to expect from Spider-Man's universe. So we'll leave that open until June 12th and then it will close and we'll announce the results of The Essentials on whatever podcast we're doing at that point in time.
0: Excellent. I love it, Dan. All right, why don't you take us home, Dan?
1: Yeah, of course, you can find all of our new Amazing Spider Talk and old Superior Spider Talk podcasts over at superiorspidertalk.com or find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most recently on YouTube by searching for Amazing Spider Talk. And if you do, please be sure to leave us a rating and a comment to let us know how we're doing and we'll read it on the air. And also, if you have any opinions on these comics... Or any questions, please email them to us at amazingspidertalk at gmail.com, call 9 goblin, or tweet at us with okay to print and we'll also address and read those on the air as well.
0: Yeah, and be sure to check out both of our Facebook pages and to subscribe to our brother podcast, The Ultimate Spin, to keep up with the adventures of Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales.
1: Mark, uh, you're going to be on the internet this week, presumably. Where would people find you? <laughs>
0: You, you could always find me on the Internet uh, at com and on ChasingAmazingBlog.com and on Twitter at ChasingASMBlog. And, of course, please, please, please – well, that, that sounds that sounds kind of pathetic. Of course, know about my book, 100 Things Spider-Man Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, available on TriumphBooks.com and all other major retailers – Please, if you've bought the book and gotten it through Amazon already, leave a review if you can. It'll help the searchability of the book get it into other people's hands. Uh, and if you are a listener of the show and you have a copy and you're not going to be able to make it down for any signings in like the New York City area over the next month or so, uh, and you want me to write a little message or, or send you a signature, just uh, reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook and I can send you something. So we, we're all in good shape. Yeah. what about you? Where can we find you?
1: Well, if you're about to send hate messages to Nick Spencer, just change the at sign to at SupSpiderTalk, and you can <laughs> talk to me about it, because that's my Twitter handle. Uh, otherwise, you can go over to SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. Don't forget to vote on our essentials. Tell us what you loved uh, from our lists, and you can, I'll put it together in a, in a document, and it'll have links to all the other episodes, so you can catch up on any you missed. So check that out. Yeah, I'm writing over at Superior Spider Talk as per usual. Mark, you and your Uncle Ben were always making lists, whether it's your top 10 records of all time, like High Fidelity, Mm. or it's your top 10 comics. Uh, You know, I bet we could even come up with a top 10 list between you and Uncle Ben of ways he's died. Uh, Yeah. You know, what kind of created this uh, listing bug between the two of you guys?
0: Yeah, Dan, uh, you know, the list, the whole listicle thing. And I mean, I love, I mean, I wrote a book where I number things one to a hundred about Spider-Man. So, you know, I like my lists. It's actually kind of started in a really weird pseudo tragic situation. Um, you know, when, when my uncle, um, was, was younger, you know, he was in the war, of course um you know whatever war you want it to be just a war that happened
1: the war i remember that one yeah A,
0: a war a big war and you know like he was um you know this is i'm not trying to make light of this uh you know but he was he was betrayed uh by some people in his platoon and was actually held as as a prisoner of war for for a while and um You know, the list, the list indeed came. He started making like a kill Bill style list of the people in his platoon that betrayed him. So, you know, it was like, you know, Jimmy the Elbow was number one. Uh, You know, that darn Jimmy. uh, You know, Tex, Tex, Mex uh, Roberts was number two. Um, I know that guy. Dallas Cleveland was number three. Uh, Bubba Gump shrimp was number four. I mean, you know, all the, all the big ones, uh, you know, that, the, the crazy drill sergeant guy from full metal jacket. I, I don't remember what his name. Gomer Pyle was number six. Uh, I'm just, just going all out. And, and, and he was gonna, when once he got out of that POW camp and he did, and you know, he was only slightly altered after it. Uh, he was going to go and hunt these guys down one after one. And, and he showed me this list one day. It was a very, very stirring moment for me. Uh, when like my deranged war shell shock, daddled uncle started going through all this, platoon mates he was gonna kill. And, and I, I, um, you know, like, and he, he, he got into his, his Jeep one day, cause of course he drove a Jeep and, and you know, he, he was going after Gomer pile. And of course, you know, you know how those Jeeps, they're not, they, they, you know, they, they flip easy, Dan, it's just terrible. And, and you know, like he, the, the car was going out on the highway. It was going way out there. He's going after Jimmy, the elbow. And, um, you know, the road was a little wet. And there was a mob tie in the middle of the road and the wheel hit the mob tie and it just flipped over the side of a cliff and went straight down. And as Uncle Ben was falling, you know, he heard that like that Kill Bill, like that sound every time he was going to hear somebody. But then he also said, with great podcasts must also come amazing spider talk.